Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Discover. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. That means no waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions, even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time now for a little bit of Freakonomics Radio, that moment in the broadcast every couple of weeks where we talk to Stephen Dubner, the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name, The Hidden Side of Everything is what it's all about. Dubner, how are you, man? Uh, doing well, Kai. Thanks. Here in New York, we are uh, recovering still from yes. Sandy. Um, yes. The transit system has mostly recovered. Our subways and buses yep. getting back to moving about 7 million passengers a day, if you can believe it. I, which is, I mean, honestly, it's amazing. And, and the fact that they pumped out all that water is kind of crazy. It is. And, you know, we've been doing it for years and years. All that mass transit means that New Yorkers have one of the smallest per capita carbon footprints in the entire United States, because we all know that mass transit is very, very good for the environment, correct? We, we do know that. And the only thing we don't know is where you're going, Dubner. That's the only thing I don't know. <laughs> Let's start by, uh, I'm going to introduce you to Eric Morris, who's okay. a regular contributor to Freakonomics.com, and he's a professor of urban planning at Clemson University. Right, mass transit can be an incredible boon for the environment. It can also not help the environment or maybe even hurt the environment. Make up your mind, man. Come on. <laughs> How's that for clarity? Yeah, right? Okay. Let's say we're trying to figure out the energy efficiency of transporting one person, Kai Rizdal, let's yes. say, in a car versus in a train or bus. Okay. okay. Here's Morris again. All right. Obviously, the energy expenditure in moving around a transit vehicle per passenger mile depends on the number of passengers. Whether you have one passenger in a bus or 40 passengers in a bus, you're going to be expending almost the same amount of energy. So it all depends on the ridership and the occupancy that transit vehicles, and for that matter, um, autos carry. All right, so what do we know about occupancy and ridership? Eric Morris tells us the average American car carries 1.6 people, not uh, many, of course, especially if you're you know thinking about comparing it to mass transit. Yes. On the other hand, the average bus carries only 10 people, and wow. a bus burns an awful lot wow. more fuel than a car, which led Morris to this rather surprising conclusion. Typically, moving a passenger a mile by bus requires roughly 20% more energy than moving a passenger around by car. So just in terms of, of energy expenditure, 
bus actually fares worse than car. That is crazy, man. And also, this is the point in the broadcast where we're going to start getting a lot of nasty letters because because people are going to go, wait, how can that be? I don't understand. Right? Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna tick off other people in a moment. So don't, oh, good. Don't All worry right. about that. Um, uh, but let me let me do say this okay. though. Uh, Trains are actually, on average, better than cars, uh, more energy efficient per passenger, although that number is warped a little bit by one subway system, the New York City subway, which is just a monster of size and efficiency. So so let me just recap here, right, because this is a little, this is a little twisted. If I take the bus in an average American city, I'm hurting the environment more than if I just drive myself to work, right? Uh, and the trains are better than that, but not by a whole lot. Well, look, honestly, it's not so simple. It's very hard to come up with an answer to that specific question because of the trade-offs here. There's time trade-offs. You, you got to think about land use for parking, yeah. um, traffic fatalities that come with car travel that don't come with train travel. But Eric Morris's point is this. If you're thinking about carbon footprints for moving people around, we've all caught a bit of what you might call mass transit hysteria. Mm-hmm. We think that it's the solution, but it's not necessarily. It'll work great in a place like New York, But in other areas, you know, we've picked a lot of the low-hanging fruit. You try to put a new train system in a smaller city where people don't have access to it, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Memphis, and those places, those train systems actually do worse than cars in terms of energy efficiency. Here's here's Eric Morris one more time. In general, pumping up ridership by constructing new transit systems or adding new transit service has to be looked at very skeptically. On the other hand, if we can persuade more people to leave cars and move on to the existing transit service that we already have, that's a complete win for the environment. Persuading people to leave their cars, though, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, The Onion once put it, uh, 98% of U.S. commuters favor public transportation for others. Yeah, that's right. But, <laughs> but, I mean, if, but if you're this Clemson guy, Morris, how do you convince people to leave their cars? Well, look, if, if you're a liberal and you hate the idea that we are sort of discouraging certain kinds of mass transit, here's an idea that uh, you can hate if you're a conservative, okay? <laughs> you get people to leave their cars by raising tolls on roads and taxes on gas and parking to incentivize more people to ride the transit systems that we've already spent billions on and are underused. Hey, before okay. we go, let me ask you, so did you, what'd you do? Take a cab today, ride the train down to the studios, what? Uh, none of the above. I'm in my office across the street from my apartment, so I hoofed it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, nobody else's carbon was killed in the uh, in the making of this episode from my end, all right? Stephen Dubner, Freakonomics.com is a website. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, Kai, thank you. Coming up on the next Freakonomics Radio, what do management consultants actually do? So, Levitt, um, between college and graduate school, you worked uh, as a consultant. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I did. I, I worked for a, a little company called Corporate Decisions, Inc. <laughs> that sounds so made up. <laughs> Corporate Decisions, Inc. So you got a job, and what kind of consulting were you doing? What kind of firms were you going into? Mostly on pharmaceuticals while I was there. And how much did you know about pharmaceuticals generally before you got there? I knew that you could buy aspirin at the grocery store. (laughs) On the next episode of Freakonomics Radio, I consult, therefore I am. If you want to see more of what we do, come visit us at Freakonomics.com.
start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 